Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Kisisa Shishi, the sixth Aliyah in Parshas Kisisa. The topic of Aliyah is the covenant of the land. It is 17 Sukkim, running from Perik Lamedalad, Pasagi Yud to Chavav. Let's take a look at a brief overview and then we'll try to understand some points to ponder. So we hear now that Moshe Rabbeinu is, uh, is, is, is being responded to. Hashem says to Moshe, I'm going to create a new covenant. Before Israel, before you, that um, this nation is going to see all the actions of Hashem, which are fearsome and awesome, and you're going to keep this covenant. What's it going to look like? Well, when I bring you into the land of Israel, says Hashem, I'm going to send out all the nations from in front of you, these Canaanite nations. And you should be very careful not to make a covenant with them because they will be a trap. You will then um, end up serving them. Rather, destroy their altars, destroy their, their, their standing stones, um, their Eshtar trees. Don't bow down to Kel Echer, to other gods, because Hashem is very vengeful. And then Hashem warns them, don't fraternize with them. Don't sacrifice them because you're going to end up going and being part of their culture. Um, and then we hear a very interesting line of, of commandments. We're told that, uh, that the nation of Israel needs to keep Chag HaMatzah. So we need to keep, that's, uh, that is what we call Pesach, um, in, in the Moed HaAviv, in the, the Moed Chodesh Aviv, in, in the spring. And then we're told that we need, we need to remember to give firstborns, and then we hear about the firstborn of donkeys again. Then we hear about for six years, for six days you should work, and the seventh day you should um, rest, and then we um, and we hear about Shavuos, Bikurei Ketzir Chetim, and then we hear about Tuchag Ha'asif Tukufas Hashanah. That's the festival gathering, which is Sukkos, appearing in front of Hashem for all these times. And at the very end of the Aliyah, we hear about how even when they make Aliyah, nobody is going to um, come and attack their land during the time. That time, nobody's going to Loisachmod Ishasartzera, and we're told not to Shecht Loisishchel Al Chametz Damzivchi. Uh, there can't be chametz with sacrifices, and you can't leave the, the Chag Pesach over in the morning. Um, we hear about Bikurim again, and that we cannot um, bring the goat in, its, uh, cook the goat in its mother's milk. So it seemed like a really a random assortment of mitzvahs at the end of the Aliyah, and one has to wonder why. But let's jump, uh, let's get into the ideas one by one. First is, what is this new covenant? What's going on at the Bihar that Hashem is saying? So Rashi explains, that Moshe requested a second chance. He says, Hashem, please give this nation a second chance. He requested that Hashem be di led directly by Hashem and not an angel, not a malach, as Hashem proposed earlier in the parasha, and that Israel be unique among the nations. So if you think, read these psukim, Hashem is answering and responding to all of those things. First, that Hashem is going to give them a second um, a chance. He's going to be among them, and he's going to be different and distinct from the nations of the land, which is what is all being said. But that comes with certain responsibilities which are being described in this idea as well. You'll notice an interesting facet of our Aliyah is there is a big letter in our Aliyah, in Pasuk Yud Dalet, Labadalet Yud Dalet, which is Loisi Shtachavel El Nechar. Do not bow down to other powers. Um, the notice that the Reish of the Ale of the El is, in fact, a very large Reish. Why is that? So the Birkas Asher on the Torah um, so quotes a very, um, very interesting perspective, which he says the following. Um, um, the idea is, is that when we say in the Torah, the Dalad of the Echad over there is spelt with a very large Dalad. Like this El Acher, um, other powers is spelt with a large Reish. And his point was, he says that the difference between a Reish and a Dalad is very, very little. They both have a, le a leg on the right hand side and they, have a, and they have a roof. But the only difference that seems to be is just, is there a point on the right hand top? 
And that makes all the difference. The difference between serving Hashem, who is um, Hashem Elakeinu, Hashem Echad, one, uni- the, the unified expression of all being and infinity in this world, versus seeing it as a fragmented system of different forces that are vying for control, is very, we'll call it small difference in perspective and very easy to slide into if one does not refine oneself and one's perspective on the world. That's what's being suggested here. Now, what, what is going on? Why are we, mentioned, why are we hearing about the, th- the three regarding these three festivals? Why are we hearing about all these other myths at the end of the Torah at this point in time? What, what, what's the point um, um, and their connection to this, this new covenant? So the Bechor Shor, of Yosef Bechor Shor explains that it's a really a continuation of the idea of anti-assimilation. Hashem has just to, uh, to talked to them about not going for assimilation, not adhering to um, the, the practices of the people of the land. So what the, uh, he's saying is, is if you do associate with the natives of the land, you will make your own festivals. Don't make your own festivals. You have your own festivals. So many times in Jewish history, Jews have tried to find themselves try to find all these wonderful things, and they go out to the east, and they go, uh, they, they f- figure out all these wonderful practices, and they didn't even realize they had all these practices themselves. They have a whole history, tradition, there's so much practice, and yet, without having even given them a second thought or study, they go out to the ashrams, thinking that perhaps they can find truth there. But we have it ourselves. So the Torah is saying is, don't fraternize with them, don't go to their festivals, figure out your own festivals first. That's all about your Rav Yosef Bechor Shar. The Rachav HaKadosh says a little bit differently. He says, um, it is all a tikkun for the Chet HaEgel. A Chet HaEgel is the son of the golden calf over here. And so he, um, he, he explains that, um, that, that each of these mitzvahs is, uh, is, is somehow trying to fix the problems that occurred as well. So he, he explains the three regalim are Zecher, Liyatziyas Mitzrayim, to remember that Hashem took us out of Egypt, unlike the, the, the accusation they made, which is, that, that these are the gods who took you out of Egypt. No, 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 no. Hashem took you out. And you remember that by having this tradition, this ritual of these three regalim as well. Um, and um, and the, these are... Um, the, these are the, the prerequisites. Um, the, we know that they sinned the Avodah Zarah, which is the sin of um, pagan worship, which is uh, unfortunately undermines the entire Torah. So they get the mitzvah that reiterated the mitzvah Shabbos, which is the idea of reiterating the fact that Akash Baruch Hu is with us in our daily life. So all of these are trying to fix what went wrong ideologically in the Chet Egel. The Sforna has a different perspective, and he sees this as a very beautiful system here. Rabbi Vadya Sforna, he says that it is to know that the Torah is good and will bring with it blessing. Because sometimes what happens is the reason why you might serve these other gods, all the Canaanite gods, is not because you're bad people, you're corrupt ideologically. It's because you want to hedge your bets. You want to make sure you get rain by hook or by crook. You want good winds. You want to make sure there's no hurricanes, no snowstorms at the wrong time. So what do you do? You, you, you serve God, but then you also you know, throw in a few cents towards the local, the local deities. Well... Don't think about that because the Torah is promising you if you serve Hashem, you get it good. So therefore, remember Pesach. Pesach is going to be the time if you do it right, it will bless the crops of the spring. Then if you if you give firstborns, you'll, you'll have blessing in your livestock. If you keep Shabbos, you'll, have the, you'll find blessing in the days of your week. Shavuos, you'll find blessing in your harvest because that's when you're bringing in the harvest. Sukkos, if you keep Sukkos, you'll find blessing in the gathering, which is the time of the granaries. And then 
we hear a bracha relating to the mitzvah, uh, to, to the mitzvah, which predominantly relates to that festival. So the first that we hear about the mitzvah of the firstborns, which relates to Pesach, Bikurim, which relates to Shavuos and milk and meat. That's the Chalevimoy, the Gedima Chalevimoy, which is a time of the maturing of small goats, which is when that may be had, when that mitzvah may be had. So he sees this as a system of a very important message, which is sometimes we look outside because we're dissatisfied with what we have. We think that perhaps we need more. Don't worry, the Torah system has it all. And all the blessings in, if we were to give it a chance. If we were to actually dedicate ourselves fully and absolutely, we would see the blessings that would come out of it as well. Now, another perspective is the Ibn Ezra. The Ibn Ezra says over here, he says, why is this all mentioned here? His kasher, his kira, parsha ha'alyana. This is mentioned above. Interesting. What does it mean above? So if you actually go to the end of Parshas Mishpatim, in alias Mishishi and Shvi. The end of Perek Chof Gimel and the beginning of Perek Chof Dalad. You see a very interesting thing. The mitzvahs which are enumerated there. This is, remember, at the end of Matan Torah, the Meshpatim are being given over. And we're told a few things. We're told, first of all, that there is Shmita. Then we're told there's Shabbos. Okay, so the, we, we, hear, we hear Shabbos the first one as well. Then we hear that you're not supposed to mention Avodah Zorah. And you have to keep the three regalim. Chagamatzois. Then we have Chag um, HaKatsir, and then we have Chag um, HaAsif. Then we hear about appearing in front of Hashem, and not sacrificing um, on Chametz, and bringing Bikurim and um, milk and meat. All of these sound very familiar. These are the same things. Then Hashem said at that point in time, this is all in Pashas Mishpatim, Hashem says, I'm going to send a Malach in front of you to bring you into the land, of the, the land and don't, and don't rebel against him. Um, and I'm going to throw out all these all these other nations. And you're going to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And I'll bless you and your entire your entire nation. Um, and, um, and then HaKadosh Baruch Hu explains he's going to kick them out slowly. But not so that, that the, the beasts of the field do not come and um, uh, override them. But that you one should be very careful not to integrate too much with that society. And then leading into Perakoptada, we hear about the, the covenant made with Sana, where Moshe Rabbeinu then takes the blood of the ox and he throws it on by the nation of Israel and on um, and, and divides it, making the covenant of acceptance of the Torah. And that's where Nasa and Ishmael occurs. Fascinating. Isn't it interesting that it's almost as if it's a verbatim repeat? We have most of the things that we hear here in Perakhov Gimel at the end and Perakhov Dalad at the beginning of Parashas, um, in Parashas Mishpatim, um, are parallel to what's happening here in Kisisa. What seems to be going on over here is that in order to accept the bris of the, the Luchos Shnias, the second uh, tablets, it's almost as if the details in that covenant are being reiterated to us. So word for word, this is a smattering of some of the mitzvahs which are central. Now we could see themes of those mitzvahs like the Arachaim, like the Sfarno, like the Bechor Shor says, but it, it, but it, it, one has to realize that this is actually a reiterating of contract number one, which was signed but broken. This is now contract number two with a second luchos as well. And I wonder if to push it a little further is that this is the contract of Gerus. The Ramah says in Hilchos Yisrobiya Perik Yudalad, he talks about the notion the halachos of Gerus. And he points out that when a person comes to convert, there's many interesting aspects of what, what has to happen in that, those conversations. But when a person is, um, is very serious about it, the, then the, the, the Ramam says, is You're supposed to tell the prospective convert some of the lighter mitzvahs, some of the heavy mitzvahs. You're supposed to give a smattering and understand the implications of keeping this and being distinct from where they're coming from beforehand. I wonder if these mitzvahs, this grouping over here, is that smattering, that 
um, that that array of mitzvahs, which are part of the process of the conversion of Israel, which is why it appears by contract one, and it appears by contract two, in understanding our relationship and responsibilities to the Almighty. With this, we conclude the sixth aliyah. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.